You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get ready for a frenzy. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. The Fantasy Frenzy. Welcome inside Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. The Fantasy Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Wall Street, Matt Medica, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. Coming up this hour on the program, get you some of the latest results from the FSTA draft. Look at some of that stuff. Talk about this uh, Major League Baseball uh, hot stove that kind of warmed up Milwaukee Brewers leading the charge. Also want to talk a little NFL, some of the latest reports and stuff like that as far as coaching and player movement and, and, and that sort of thing. All in kid, Jake Seeley, good 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 morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. You sound a little tired. I ran up the stairs uh, after I used the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I'll be able to make it. I was up pretty late last night. The dubs played, so had to rep for my Warriors. You know what I'm saying, Matt? Yeah, you haven't started the avocado diet yet. <laughs> so that's no, coming. yeah, exactly. I have not started the avocado diet yet. Absolutely correct. I have not done that. This is kind of boring because this is this is no football this week. Um, the NBA still kind of in the in, in the in the midst of you know just plowing through the season, the first half of the season. You get a goodie oh, in. Oh, yeah, no, it's you know, it, you're right, and you, you get got a goodie. X Games. You got the NHL Skills Competition. The Football Skills Competition was last night. And you got Raw and WrestleMania this weekend. What Royal Rumble? Not WrestleMania. Royal Rumble. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Thank you. A lot I'm, of I'm not into the skills competition. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch the, uh, I watch college football. That's pretty much. Yeah, that's the one thing. But you otherwise, mean the senior bowl practice? Yeah, the game. Yeah, <laughs> I watched that too. I was looking at some of that yesterday. Jake, oh, your boy. I seen your boy won the best hands joint, Michael Thomas. Yeah, I was watching that. It was actually pretty funny because before that, uh, it was it was after who was after Devontae Adams? Oh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen couldn't even finish the course. He was so freaking tired. It was actually kind of funny. He kept trying it. The last one, they added a dive catch, and he kept running up to the mat and tripping into it. It was hilarious, actually. Keenan Allen probably enhanced out there in Orlando <laughs> getting it done. I'm the Pro Bowl. I'm not a Pro Bowl guy. I can't watch one minute of the Pro Bowl. I didn't ask you to watch the Pro Bowl. It was a skills competition. The skills True. competition was pretty entertaining. The worst uh, live event I probably ever went to was the Pro Bowl in Honolulu. What are the tickets Derek Carr like won the accuracy for the quarterbacks. Alex Smith couldn't hit anything. Russell Wilson couldn't hit anything. It was actually kind of amusing. Yeah. Oh, Jake, you was really into this thing. You got the, you got the Big Twelve. Uh, it, SEC it was one challenge. hour. Yeah, well, I, I I just had I just had some hoops on in the background yesterday. I forgot it was on until I seen a little highlight of Michael Thomas winning that thing and Russell Wilson throwing him the football. They, I would much rather. I'll tell you this: at this point, I'd rather watch the actual Pro Bowl than the freaking bitchy NBA at this point. Oh, well, uh, why is that? I just told you because they're all bitches at this point. They're all whining every single <laughs> night. They're getting a little media like. It, they're not even fights. They're, they're high school shoving matches, and everybody's throwing balls at referees, getting mad at referees, and then apologizing the next day. They don't want to release their results from the NBA draft or for the All-Star game because they're worried about people's feelings being hurt in the last bit. Like, good God, guys. It's a, they're, they're a bunch of bitches at this point. I, I think Jake's going to make, like, a ex-NBA. He'll be like a ex-NBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake's going to form an ex-NBA. All right. XBA. All right, so bet. So here we go. I, um, I can hit the control room. 
Anyway, Fantasy Frenzy, we're off and rolling underway. I wanted to touch, I want to jump in on Jake and talk about these uh, NBA officials and when we come back right here on The Frenzy. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. This Don Burns. Oh. Yeah. Cool. FNTSY Radio Fantasy Frenzy. Jake, see, this is my thing with the officials in the NBA. I agree. <clears throat> the players are going kind of hard at the officials this year. I said this earlier in the week on Roto Experts. When the players go hard at the officials, you know what ends up happening later on in the game? The same calls that the players are complaining about, the officials ended up giving, giving to them. So until the officials stop giving them the calls later on in the game, the players are going to continue to go at the officials like this. The officials have to play a role and take responsibility in this also. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, I mean, to your degree, you're talking about, like, even going back to Michael Jordan as the, yeah. you know, a little check, look for this, look for this, look for this, and then you get the calls. Or no, I'm talking about the straight-up bitching, and I'm talking about the Kevin Durant. Oh, he was he came after me in the second half because I disagreed with him. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the complaining after every damn call. LeBron James is the king of this, and was, the fact is, like, he's always whining about something. Kevin Durant has been always whining about something this year. Blake Griffin, two nights ago, throws the ball at the referee's feet, gets teed up, and then says, oh, it's my fault you can't blank catch a ball? And it's not – he knew it exactly what he was doing. He threw it at his feet. He, he chucked it like a football. Nobody's catching that ball. He knew exactly what he was doing. They're all being bitches at this point, and that's my problem. I have no problem if you want to say, look, this dude keeps, you know, shoving his elbow in my back like Carmelone used to do back in the day. Look for this call and give me that call later in the game. No problem with that. I have a problem with them complaining when calls are made and bitching and bitching and bitching about everything going on and every single night and then after the game. And it's not just with the referees. It's with the other players and this whole fake shoving and, you know, getting upset with everybody over everything. It's like they're so they're, they're pansies at this point. Jake's pretty upset with the NBA and their players. Matt. It's making it unwatchable. I wanted to get back into the NBA, and I haven't been able to because it's but just it, annoying it, and unwatchable. It's unwatchable because of the foul calling, though, Jake. And because I like to it's see not, players no, mix it up. You missed everything. What I'm saying, you're missing no, what I'm no, saying. You, yo, hey, not, you're talking about the complaining and the and the yeah. the whining about the calls. This, that's been going on for a long time, though. Not to this degree. They they it, it has been you right. level this year. <clears throat> I I but I kind of man I kind of see where. I think the referees do try to steal the show too, and I think and I think the calls can be inconsistent at times. No, look, I, I think Jake has a point. I think you have a point as well, and I do think the NBA does need to get this under wraps. Yeah, this has to get rectified. You can't have a player th- uh, throwing a temper tantrum in the first half of the game in order to get that call later. Look, I know Jordan got his, and the elites will always get it. LeBron and stuff like that, Kobe, those type of players. 
but it, it is getting a little ridiculous. Mouthpieces flying. Oh, that, that's my Matt. You're talking about one player when you say that. <laughs> I know, it, it, he's not the only one. I, I, that's I don't a wanna, perfect example. I, I don't want to single out that one player. Yeah. But that's just, a, you know, you can't be doing that more than, you know, it's not like it happened one time. Okay. Let's, okay. Let, let, let's tackle the mouthpiece thing first. Because I find the, mouth, the mouthpiece thing interesting. He throws the mouthpiece in game six two years ago, obviously as it was unraveling. The mouthpiece hits a fan. He was not suspended for game seven. Threw the mouthpiece in the game earlier this year, was also not suspended. Did they, I, I don't want to say this, but I think the game six thing, you don't suspend Steph Curry for game seven. This season when he threw the mouthpiece, they kind of did have a chance to suspend him and more or less tell him, don't take stuff out your mouth and throw it at people. That is kind of disgusting. A hundred percent. And that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. It starts with Steph. It starts with LeBron. It starts with Durant. And here's the problem is that the fact is why I'm saying these names and why it starts with them is because if the NBA is going to change their image and stop looking like a bunch of you know, complainers at this point and a bunch of whiners and being annoying to watch, it has to start at the top. And it has to start with the faces of the NBA. And right now, the faces of the NBA are the biggest problem. And, and that's the issue here. And somebody, whether it's the referees, whether it starts at the top of the NBA front office and somebody starts to do something about this and they are suspensions, like you said, something needs to be done and because it's a trickle-down effect. Like Blake Griffin's a face-ish, but what he did the other night, it, in my mind, deserves a game suspension. You chuck the ball at the referee like you did, game suspension, let alone the technical. You Like you said, Stephon Curry, this is actually the third time he threw his mouthpiece. Game suspension. Yeah, That's how you stop it. You start suspending these guys, take money out of their pockets for being these babies because that's what they're being. They're being babies. These are temper tantrums. These are three-year-old actions. I didn't get my snack that I wanted, and I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. And unless you take care of it, it's going to continue. A lot of passion on the court, Matt. A lot of passion. High, a lot of passion. Big moments. Every basket counts down the stretch of some of these games, especially these teams vying for playoff positioning and stuff like that. Well, I mean, you want the players to be passionate. I, I, and referees can try to steal the show. The referees cannot get off easy on this. Isn't there passion in, in all major sports? I'm going to say that. And I'm not saying the referees have nothing to blame, but you're always going to have that. You're going to have it in baseball. They're going to say ump show and stuff like that. But the stars of the game, this is where I, I agree with you. You know, stars of the game need to need, need to make make the image of the league and take a bigger responsibility. You have to look. Things aren't always going to go your way. You're not going to get every single call. Uh so, I mean, is it egregious at times? There's going to be bad calls made. I don't care. You get the best official or the best umpire, the best referee, the humans. They're going to get plays called wrong. And the star players got to take it upon themselves, I think, to be a little better. All right. I ask you this, Jake. Who is a bigger threat to the Golden State Warriors in the conference finals? Is it the Houston Rockets? Or is it the referees? And when I say is it the referees, I mean you got a team that has Kevin Durant, who's been thrown out of four games this year. You have Draymond Green, who said uh, all the officials should be fired. You have um, uh, Steph Curry throwing the mouthpiece. Do you think the referees can take a grudge into a big-time series like that against the Golden State Warriors? 
No, because they haven't so far. I mean, we could look at last year, the year before. Like, look at all. Like, I mean, Draymond could honestly have like ten games of suspension on his docket at this point for what he's been doing in the past. So, no, they're not going to carry a grudge in it, but they will be more attentive to it. And I got to tell you, if this if that's another thing. If you don't want this to continue on the referee side as the players, then stop acting this way. Like I said, it's the temper tantrum. If you keep acting out, your parents are going to start punishing you, and they're going to punish you more and more the more you continue to act out and make it worse. So you keep making it worse, they're going to keep laying down the law. And at some point, somebody's got to break it. As the NBA player, you got to man up. This is your control. You control how you act on the court. If you don't want to get teed up, start acting like a man and stop acting like a three-year-old. So yeah, you want to say the uh, who's the biggest opponent? Is it the referee? Is it the Houston Rockets? No, it's themselves. Man up and start acting like real basketball players, and you won't have to worry about this. So, man, if you say that to back, you look at oh, it's not just the NBA. I don't want to single them out. There's been other, but right now, a high-profile team that has the problem yeah, with the officials. It, it is becoming a thing, and you got. It's not like it's just Steph. It's Durant, and when you have the best team in the league, I, I think from an NBA image, you, you don't want to see this happen repeatedly. Now, in the finals that they lost, you know, Draymond Green was suspended. Yeah, no, they I were walking that. away with that finals until Draymond, until Draymond got suspended. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> until Draymond got suspended. Uh, and do you, you, think right, another, but... you think another team can say, you know what? We know that we can get to these guys mentally and possibly get one of their big players thrown out this game. Is that something that you think other uh, look, opponents if, can think? If you're you know, an athlete, if you're if you're a professional athlete at that level, and you can get taken out of the game that he, that way, then that's shame on you. There's people who are going to try to do that. Uh, inferior talent is going to try and get you off the court. It's like in a hockey game. If you if you're like more of a goon style player, yeah. and you try and take out one of the uh, high talented guys, try to coax him into a fight. If you get him to fight with you, and he's off the ice for five minutes, and you're off the ice for five minutes, that's a win for your team. Yeah, and I think you can see situations where teams might be starting to make that happen. Jake, what do you think about the uh, the rosters? Obviously, uh, you know the joke this morning was LeBron James has obviously has over a decade of general manager experience mm-hmm. from running the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Miami Heat, <coughs> but he really uh, showed out in that draft. But Steph does have a disadvantage because he probably had to use high reserve round picks on Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Even if excuse, there's no excuse for the, even the starting lineup, this, 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 he's going to get run over. I don't know what the hell he was doing because LeBron's team is going to demolish his team. There's no, unless something happens early on or they just make bad lineup choices, <laughs> this is a runaway game. Not a good, not a good performance by Steph Curry. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think I believe I, believe I did a better put job together, yeah. on our Roto Experts yesterday. Probably could have did a little bit better than that, so I find that uh, interesting. Didn't televise this thing. It's another thing that Jake is complaining about. Um, obviously, they were looking at feelings. Even though the players all said, nah, we was cool with it, but whatever. you did see Westbrook before he figured it out. He was, he was kind of, uh, he, was, he was annoyed, and then... He, he, they said it was alphabetically, and he, yeah, he, he laughed it off. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Westbrook, did you see what he was wearing to the game last night? What he wore like to the arena? It was like a shirt with holes in it. It was very um, odd. It was like from the disaster relief line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Son, what are you wearing? Interesting. So, no, nah, that was that was a little bit of NBA. He's no Cam Newton. Yeah. Jake, uh, if you were Dan Gilbert, do you sit LeBron James down and say, uh, let's talk about getting you out of here and get this trade done so I can sell th- so I can sell this team because this team is nothing without you and you're going to – don't leave us barren again. 
No, that's that's an off-season conversation. Again, look, they're 500 last year in the championships. They still have a championship chance. (laughs) He can't trade them. I I agree with you, Shane. But he wants to sell the team. So it's like, I'll break it down when we come back right here, and then we'll get some of this FSTA uh, baseball draft that's been going on for the past three months. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. <clears throat> Billionaire dudes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Took a frog in my throat. <laughs> Need a sip. Um, shout out to the Goon Squad. My bad. Y'all didn't speak to me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. Um, billionaire dudes like Dan Gilbert don't really have... Like, billionaires live off millionaires. And billionaire dudes like Dan Gilbert really don't have millionaire dudes like LeBron James, like, dictating to them what's going to happen. Dan Gilbert wants to sell the Cleveland Cavaliers because he knows it's a good chance LeBron James is going to leave and this franchise really ain't going to be worth much. Uh, Let me go ahead and get out of this now while the going is good. So, if you're Dan Gilbert, do you come to LBJ and say, listen, all right, here's the deal. You're likely going to leave after this season, whatever. Um, this roster that you put together is the you general manager of this team and the all-star team. <laughs> this roster that you put together is depleted. You're going to bolt here. Don't leave me holding the bag once again. Uh, the first time you left, remember how you came here? You grew up 30 minutes from here. It's the city I love. I want to win a championship here. I'm so much Cleveland, Ohio this, Ohio that. Then do Ohio a favor. Do Cleveland a favor and let us trade you and get something back so this thing is not barren when you leave here. Yeah. If, if you're Dan Gilbert, is that is that fair? Well, for the fact, I, see, I don't think you, you do it because, like Jake said, you still got a chance to go to the – very good chance to go to the finals. I'm not saying you're winning it, but if you get there, you can win it. You've beaten Golden State in the finals a couple of years ago. Luckily. And if you – <laughs> and, and if he's going to leave anyway, you know, you, you're not going to have to worry about that money. And look, we, unless you're trading LeBron and the bad contracts, which in return you're not really getting much, you're not going to get the haul back that, you know, mm-hmm. you would. First, if you just can't trade LeBron. But just let's just say you were going to do that. You have to trade LeBron and the bad contracts, right? You got you got to get Christian Thompson about that yeah. joint too, and you gotta be, nobody's taking a Kardashian. You send the boat, you know. Jake, if you're if you're if you're LeBron, no, Jake and Dan Gilbert come to you with something like this. What is your response? Do you like what's your? Because you want to be sensitive, right? You're a Cleveland guy. You love Ohio. You know you did put this team together. You are about to leave. You know what? You know what? I think if you stream me to the San Antonio Spurs, I think we can. Meet up with the Warriors in the finals, and you know what? Maybe I can get a championship that way. What do you think? About, if you're LeBron James, what do you think? What do you think if Dan Gilbert comes to you that way? 
Yeah, because LeBron James has shown himself to be so altruistic in the past, just like his meeting about going to South Beach and everything that's else. That's a he's long. Done in the that's past. not fair. That's a long time ago, Jake. That's a long it time. It still ago. happened. He doesn't care. He doesn't care that much about Cleveland. Yeah, he's he cares because he came back and that was one of his opportunities to come back. And it was a smart move. It was a smart business move. It was a smart hometown move. It was a smart championship move because there was no threat in the East. There's still not that much a threat in the East. If you want to go win a championship, you're basically guaranteed to get to the finals outside of Boston in the East right now. You don't go out West. You just go match up with whoever makes it in the West. You hope maybe somebody knocks off the Warriors. Maybe something happens to them. They get an injury or something like that, and you face Houston instead. Or maybe something happens to Houston, like whatever it is. You don't leave. You don't leave to go say, I'm going to go play West and hopefully topple them to get to the finals. I, I just don't see it. And like I said, it's all about LeBron. I, I understand it's a long time ago, but it's still about him. It's still about his best opportunity. Best opportunity right now is still in Cleveland. Hmm. That was interesting. Man, T, what, what's so funny, man? No, I was just looking at uh, Newsweek had a thing. This man was found dead at home, strangled by his giant python. <laughs> <laughs> must have, yikes, must have didn't feed it. <laughs> Scary right there. <laughs> oh, so, um, I don't know. I just feel like they can work this thing out, I, you know, and where it doesn't have to. Because th- that, that team is not going to go that far this year, I don't think. I think they might be in trouble for real this time, but still plenty. That's what everybody said last year. The, this, it looked real bad this year, though. Last year they still had yeah, Kyrie Irving. Shout out to yeah. Kyrie. That's what I want to say. He, he said, get me the He's hell the out of here. He's the winner in all of this, Kyrie yep. Irving. What a power move by Kyrie Irving. He saw the writing and on the board. LeBron drafted him on his team. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he wanted to show um, that he I, didn't know. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I am really rooting. I can't believe as a Knicks fan I'm saying this. I'm really rooting hard for the Celtics to knock out the Cavs. Because I, I, I think it was such a great move. I know, no, I, 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 I'm not going to repeat I, that, but I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> you know I don't do that with the with the teams from the uh, the Boston no area. Raptors. You can root for Toronto. Yeah, I, yeah, the North. I root for Toronto and our friends up there in Toronto. Shout, shout out to uh, Colin in Toronto. Today's his last day. So, uh, good luck to him in his future endeavors. So, just email just came through. I think you might be on it, Jake. <laughs> oh, I already, yeah, I, already, I, yeah. I gave Vo a little shout out. I yeah. responded to him. Shout out to Vo. So, there you go, right there. Matt Matika, what's up with this Kristen Yellick thing and, and uh, Lorenzo Kane that <laughs> took place yesterday? The Yellick, I really like, and I like Kane. I just, I don't like five years for thirty guys could be thirty-two in uh, a couple of months. But look, and the injury history. They're uh, they're oh, go- he has an injury history. Yellow? No, not yellow. Uh, no, Kane. Oh, Kane. Kane. Yo, yeah, Kane does. Yeah, you bad. know, it, you know, thirty-two. I mean, we've seen center fielders around that thirty-one age. They start to uh, lose a step. Most, I'm not saying everybody, but you know, it's at that age where we saw Andrew uh, Andrew Jones, who was an old world in center field, start to lose a step as well. So I, I get it. They're going all in. Uh, they must have a deal. For Danny San, uh, for Domingo Santana set up, because otherwise, I, I don't see Ryan Braun being the guy moved here. He, he's older. There's too much money there. People are going to want Santana. I just don't really see who's giving up pitching in this current climate. What do you think, Harlan Kid? Uh, uh, move Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee doing some play to win stuff right here. What do you think about the trade? Does it make them a solid contender? And do you think that? And how do you think this shakes up all the fantasy draft boards? Uh, so I, I have no problem with the Yellich trade, and I have no problem for what they gave up. I mean, Brinson was blocked every which way you want to look at it. I mean, they still Broxton's still on the bench, and not that I don't think Brinson could be better, but they, they just loaded the outfield. No problem with that trade. Yelich is in control for a long time. Young, really good player. My problem is the Kane. I, I, I don't get the Kane signing. Again, five years, as Matt said, at 32. 
also, as I tweeted immediately after it happened, they do know outfield wasn't their problem last year, right? Like, they, they know hitting wasn't their problem last year, right? They still need pitching. And to Matt's point, everybody's talking about, oh, they're going to go trade Santana. They must have something lined up. They're going to trade Santana. Santana's going here. Santana's going there. Maybe they sign you, Darvish. The point is, is they needed pitching. And I agree with that. I don't know how much they're going to get in return for Santana. I mean, it would probably have to be a buy low. I've seen a Danny Duffy for Santana. I can't see them doing Danny Duffy straight up for Santana. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense in my opinion, but they need pitching. And I, I that's why I don't understand this move because now it's similar to when people do this. I, I'll, I'll do a little parallel for fantasy football. It's when people do this in their draft and they're like, oh, I'm drafting three quarterbacks because now everybody's going to have to come trade with me. Well, everybody knows you need to trade and they're not going to offer you fair value. That's a smart point. Yeah, no, and I have to think the other picture that's been rumored about. I mean, I would do that if they can get Danny Santana. I mean, I know he's had injuries and stuff, but I mean, Danny Salazar, excuse me, holding Danny Santana. But the thing here, I have to think, is if they made these moves. If they don't get Darvish, I got to think Arietta. One of these guys are going to get signed. Yeah. They must have got the approval from ownership. I got to think. If they're going all in here and they just gave Kane $80 million, they have to. Because Jimmy Nelson, even if he's ahead of schedule, he's coming off of a shoulder injury. Can and they win was, the division? Uh, if they get it. If, if they, it's yeah. open right now. Yeah, it's open. I, I still give it to the Cubs. But if they get that pick, if they get like Darvish. You know, I'm I'm more apt on Darvish than Arietta. I'm for me, the one place I w- I'd want to yeah. see Arietta go would be like Anaheim, but not Milwaukee. <laughs> what about the- what, what kind of state? What kind of state of baseball are we when you see the Brewers throwing around this kind of money and the Mets are going like, oh, we signed Jose Reyes to a backup player. Yeah, I said it doing Roto Experts. I wish somebody loved me the way the West the Mets love Jose Reyes. I really did. <laughs> yeah, really it's not the Mets. Don't say like the Mets. Just say the Wilpons. Yeah, no, no matter what he does, you know, off the field, how bad it is, mm-hmm. they have a forgiving heart for him. Uh, yeah, Jose Reyes could go rip the apple out of the center field and light it on fire, and they'd be like, okay, you're starting tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Christian Yellick, uh, right, he was a top 75 guy. Yeah. Definitely a top 50, and, uh, I mean, I don't know. if you, yeah, you give him a, a boost like that, a 25, a 25, uh, uh, a 25 spot okay. boost? Uh, because of this move to Milwaukee? Matt says it goes from a top 75 guy to a top 50 guy. Would you agree with that uh, for Christian Yellick? For who? Christian Yellick, I'm Yellick? sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I haven't done any of my rankings projections yet. It's uh, somewhere in that range. I think I think the, the good thing here is he gets into that mid-20 home runs. I think he hit, I thought you were saying 25. That's why I was asking for clarification. Around 25 home runs. I think that's very doable at that ballpark now. Yeah, see, that's the thing. If you if Just say you project him for 25, 25, or a little less than that, 22 homers, 23 stolen bases. Because, you know, the, the Brewers are going to have the green light. They're going to run. And if he's going to bat 300 and hit 23 homers and steal 23 bases, that's like Mookie Betts-esque. Yeah. After one uh, uh, day of the Farmers Insurance Open, my <laughs> DraftKings team is uh, doing very good. Oh, glad to hear This is because I have the good information on three under par. You feel what I'm saying? So make sure y'all check that out. On shout FNT out to three under you, par. Shout out to three under par. Shout out to Cam Stewart. Shout out to Coach Essa. Jake, are you playing this week? Are you are you involved in the Farmers Insurance Open? No, no. no. I did golf the past two years. I'm done. <laughs> Jake is retired. <laughs> he's going to the, he's going I, to the I, senior tour now. <laughs> I, I, look, I listened to everybody last two seasons, and I combined all the information together. And I actually spent a good amount of time the past two seasons 
And still, I was like the death toll. Like, you didn't want me taking your advice because two of my guys would always miss the cut. Yeah, and my, my guy, Stuart Sink, is, might be in trouble of missing the cut. So, but Like, still even early. in cash games. So these are the safest of the same. Like, then one of the guys that's supposed to be super safe, plus seven, missed the cut. Like, seriously, yeah. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm doing. Matt, did you, did you put a lineup together for this? I, I didn't, but next week you give me a lineup. <laughs> next I'm week I give you. you a lineup. There you go. <laughs> I give you. That's where I'm at with golf now. I'm giving out lineups, y'all. It only took me two shows to just be start giving out lineups. And Pat Mayo, who? And yeah, I know. Yeah, Pat Mayo, who? Who is this Patrick Mayo you speak of? Now when we come back on the other side. A little bit of FSTA plus. We we'll get some NFL talk. Try to figure out what's going on in Buffalo. Hear a lot of rumors around the internet. So Max Jake, if he uh, if he knows anything, it's a fantasy frenzy on FNTS. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. I hope Florio don't stop the music abruptly. It's a little drizzy Drake. I was going to. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> drizzy. I haven't even pulled up the YouTube chat to talk to the Goon Squad because I was offended by what happened yesterday. <laughs> I was offended by what <laughs> Thank you, Florio. Be best friends forever. Um, you know where you can catch them on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Um, so I haven't even said what's up to the Goon Squad. I haven't even checked in to the YouTube because I'm still kind of upset about yesterday. Yeah, when, when Florio is going to make that announcement that he's taking his talents to uh, Matt Modica's team in the GST League. That's going to be interesting. And when you said, I thought you, when you said Florio was going to make an announcement, I thought maybe he was going to pop the question to his girlfriend. Uh, maybe that's coming this weekend, too. Hey, Florio, how long you and your old lady been together? Old lady. Oh, now he's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you won't abruptly stop that music no more. How long you and your old lady been together, Florio? Like five years. Five years. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot of... That's magic. Yeah. common law. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good job, Florio. Hmm. He's already passed the statute of limitations on that. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do, Florio? What, what are you going, when are you going to pop the question? Ah, uh, let's not go there yet. Oh, uh, now you don't want to talk. <laughs> Florio's going to go on a, on a trip and come back married. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. I can see that. I think Mr. Sussman is going to do the same thing. You know he got another European vacation coming up. Yeah, I can see him coming back from Europe. Hey, uh, hey Florio. Yeah. Is, is it an age thing or is it a money thing? Um, I guess a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's fair. No, that's fair. I'm just curious. So these people here know, Mike. You ain't got time to be playing around. That girl gonna be looking for a ring, so they fooling around. You know what I'm saying? 
They fooling around with Overwatch. <laughs> oh, look, hey, it's it's smart too. Florio's still young, but also you want to make sure you're financially ready. Like, oh yeah, no I, doubt. Know, I, I, I trust Florio to make the right decisions. You know what I'm saying? When it's the right time, it's the right time. Yeah, look, you can always like me. You can always make excuses <laughs> for you know not being yeah, financially ready like, for this or that. Yeah. Not like he's sitting at home in his living room doing a video and in his mid-30s and still single. Like <laughs> Don Juan Florio, as uh, Lance Davis has pointed out. Don, Florio been Florio, so that's, that's what's up. I went, no, I'm not going to ask him that. I'm not going to ask him that on the radio. <laughs> he got to do a show next, so I don't want people to, you know. We'll ask that. him in between shows. So there's a lot of people uh, blaming Mike Tomlin for the Steelers going down in defeat. You heard that report. Uh, a little while ago, about a, you know, after the loss, that a couple of their small ownership members with smaller pieces of the operation actually wanted went to the Roonies and was like, "Yo, we need to replace Tomlin." If I'm the Roonies, I'd be like, "Listen, I'll sell you yours back if you think we need to replace Mike Tomlin." Jake, this thing with people still putting pressure and people, you're still hearing talks about Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. I think it's one of the, don't get me wrong. The Steelers are not the most well-disciplined team. And Mike Tomlin also, he has a, that's a dirty team. But nothing here says get rid of Mike Tomlin, right? No, I don't know about that. I mean, look, it, it, we had this whole thing with get, you know, look, to get rid of Todd Haley. The fact is this team should have been done more with the talent. And one of the things immediately after they lost that game, uh, somebody that's a friend of our show, Mike Clay, he tweeted it. And there was a conversation he was having with Evan Silva and somebody else and talking about that. If you just look at the Steelers roster, the 53 it's one of the three most talented, if not one. Like, I mean, you could put it up against anybody as an argument for number one. When you talk about the 53 players on that team, despite the loss of Shazier, which I know is a big problem, but the fact is he's one piece out of 53. And the fact that you look at it, that talent on that roster should have done more, and it should have, it have done more in years past. For the fact that what they have, they have what? One championship? They have very few playoff wins with what they have outside of that? They, they deserve to have more with what they have, and it has to go to the top. I mean, if you took a look at the other teams that are in the league and you're not performing, it starts at the top. And Haley obviously took a lot of the brunt for this year, but I think Tomlin's in control too. Tomlin's the one that makes Haley responsible, and Tomlin's in control of this team. So I'm not saying you should fire him by any stretch of the imagination, but if things go wrong again next year, I definitely think he should be potentially on the chopping block. When you talk about firing Mike Tomlin, who are you going to replace him with? No, no, here's, here's the thing. Look, maybe somebody has to take some blame. He deserves some blame here. He should not be getting off. Look, Haley was the scapegoat. And I, I would keep Tomlin because he would be hired in a second. Uh, people would, people, if Mike Tomlin was to get fired today, coaches would be getting fired tomorrow. Yeah, no. And I, Jason I, I, Garrett, you would be, you I, would be on the I hot agree seat. with you, Corey, <laughs> yeah. on that. But look, what was their record this year? They lost to a, a Jacksonville team. They were some on the come. There was some play calling uh, yeah. issues nah, in that game, it. no doubt. And in the past, we could even go back. Should they have done more with this, with the teams they had? Yeah, I'll, I'll agree to that. But they also have been knocked out by the Patriots, who have been like you know mm. team of the decade, the millennium. Understood. See, I just look at it like this: the wheels could have came off this thing. When was when was the national anthem week? That was week six when all that stuff happened. The wheels could have came off this thing then. It came off in Oakland then. Mike Tomlin made sure the wheels didn't come off. That thing was... But Pittsburgh had problems with that thing. 
They did, but and I, I don't like. And the way, t- I don't like the way they handled it. Though they made the guy, still- they made the guy apologize in that press conference. That I, I, I was not down with. But the Ryan Shazier thing, you, you just look at what, how the defense changed the minute he went out. I mean, Green Bay came in there, and uh, Jamal Williams just he was running. All, you, you've seen teams being able to run on this team like they weren't before, and it was an issue. We saw it when they went to uh, Cincinnati. I, I just think, you know, it, they never found that replacement. Mm-hmm. And, look, that, that's on the coaching staff. You do have to have somebody step up or change the scheme a little. They still had talent on the on the uh, D. So, yeah, he deserves some blame and stuff like that. But uh, I'm not firing him. Yeah, I can't get rid of him either. And I don't even think he should be on the hot seat next year. But then again. A hundred percent, I do. Really, 100% like said, hot seat I'm, I'm, coming into the season. That's well, interesting. What's the hot seat? I mean, if he start, makes the playoffs and gets to the championship game and, and loses, and what are you going to do? No, I said if things go wrong next year. That's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, no, if, if, if the Steelers miss the playoffs and have a god-awful year, yep. then you can uh, – yes, 100%. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's on the hot seat heading into next year, and whether or not we disagree with that, he is. He is. He's officially – and because of this report, so he's on the hot seat right now. And I said, I don't. I w- I'm with you guys. I would not have fired him this year. I don't think you give him the. Uh, you you remove Todd Haley. You see if that was the biggest problem. If things are changed next year, good. And even you know they're one and done in the playoffs next year. That's fine. They still make the playoffs. I mean, teams would love to make the playoffs. But if things fall apart next year, nine and seven, eight and eight, things go wrong. Heck, a losing record. He definitely it's has to be considered. It's so difficult to replace a head coach like Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. It really is because then you got to th- you. I hear music. Oh, that's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going sometimes to break Sometimes changes have to mean, it, uh, Corey, sometimes coaches don't have, it, it's the Scott Skiles thing in basketball. Sometimes you wear out your, your welcome. The Andy You're just Reed, not effective. John anyway. Madden said 10 years. Yeah, uh, and, is, no is, doubt. Uh, Andy Reid in Philadelphia. But you got to get a real strong person to come in there in Philadelphia. Well, I mean, excuse me, in before Pittsburgh. Before we start talking next year, I, and look, it sounds good uh, from the other day. Uh, Lev Bell said, you know, things sound going smoothly right now. Mm-hmm. But let's see how the Lev Bell situation That is came. very true, too. And then you got to go from there. Yeah, you got to, yeah, because then if you don't have Lev Bell. Uh, which, which, uh, this is the dude I was watching. Um, it's on, um, you know, I was watching Senior Bowl practice all week. So this is uh, Bucky Brooks' latest mock. He has the Cleveland Browns taking the quarterback Sam Donald at 1 1. That's probably a mistake to me. Uh, he has the Giants, Jake. Your boys, he has the New York Giants, the G-Men taking Saquon Barkley with the second pick. You would, you would like that, wouldn't you? Hell no. That's stupid. Because you want That's a quarterback. Beyond Ingrid. No, I don't want a quarterback. I'm even fine trading down and taking Quentin Nelson. I don't, don't trade down and take Saquon Barkley. This is, not, this is not the Cowboys. And I go back to it again, again with the Cowboys. I'd much rather have Jalen Ramsey and Jordan Howard than Ezekiel Elliott. And I forget the guy's fifth-round pick now. It's, it's an inconsequential pick. It's just I, I'm not uh, – to take a running back that high, especially in this draft class, is ignorant. But, Jake, you say this is a generational player, Barkley. I do, but it doesn't It doesn't matter that he's a generational talent. It's the fact of the drop-off and the fact of this when it comes to an NFL team and running backs is not as great as it is at every single other position, starting with the offensive line. What do you think, Matt? Uh, Can you agree with Jake on that? Trade down, get some more value, rebuild. It depends the what line. I'm trading down to, but if I'm going to look at what the Vikings were able to do with their line this, this last season, if the Giants look, they got to make the commitment to fixing this line. I, I'm, I think Barkley is a transcendent player. I would take him if if I went that route. I want a quarterback. I think the Giants have set themselves up perfectly. If you believe that it's Bradford, Rosen, 
Mayfield. If you believe one of those three guys is the answer and you have Eli for another year, you have to do that move. That's the way I would go. You, you, you know, being able to make that transition is is a game changer for a franchise. You see how the team I root for has struggled and searched for a quarterback for almost two decades. Let me ask you a question. If you were, I'm going to talk about Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last, last, rewind the last year's draft. If you're the Buccaneers and you could do it again, and you're on the clock, and you're looking at O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram, which one do you take? If you're looking at O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram. Well, I mean, is is O.J. Howard, which is future? Want. Yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, more of yeah, a the prototypical tight end. The other there, guy's more of the hybrid. What do you say, Jake? It depends It depends on what you want for your offense. Okay. You can, there are two different players. If you want somebody that's just going to be the pass, the better pass-catching option, it's Evan Ingram. If you want somebody who could also block and be a dominant blocker, because, again, I go back. We did this the entire season. I said O.J. Howard wasn't going to start much because he's the better blocker. Or for the passing game, he wasn't going to start much. If you want the complete tight end, it's O.J. Howard. If you want the better pass-catcher for your offense, it's Evan Ingram. So it depends on what your offense is. I mean, I, I, I think, you know I, know, I know I said it. Jake might have said it as well. And you for this season, I thought Evan Ingram would have the better year. I didn't think he'd be this good. Mm-hmm. But I, I think for the career, it's O.J. Howard. You, you yeah. know, he already has that foundation where he can block. And as his receiving skills get better. Right. You know, Come back, you're ready to put a, bow on the, uh, put a bow on the program. Hey. Hello, Goon Squad. <laughs> <laughs> we come back, get ready to put a bow on it right here on the Frenzy. Sofa's here. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Final few fantasy friends here on FNTSY Radio. Thank everybody for checking us out on WABC in New York City. Shout out to y'all. Um, oh, darn it. Matt Medica, round 19 of the FSTA Experts Draft. It's yeah. going on right now. Your boy, Lou Brinson, was taken in round 19. He got, he, he got a, he, they, the, the trade happened. Brinson goes off the board. Yeah, no, and rightfully so. He's got the, you know, he, it's a, you know, tough cavernous park, but he's got power, he's got speed, he's going to play. So I see that. The thing that gets me is that Ian Kinsler went with the first pick in the 19th round. Yeah. I mean, I know he's been going late, but that's like extremely late. I know this is a 14-teamer, but I'm, I'm, I'm most shocked by that. Hey, Jake, you know who else went in round 19 in this never-ending draft? Jonathan <laughs> Vial. Wasn't, yeah. like, wasn't he like a second rounder last year? Yep. Yep. He was a second rounder for the 60 stolen bases, and I, I love that pick. The only question you have here is, is he going to be split in time with Perez, or is he going to not have a full-time job? But 
he's a great bounce back. If you're looking for cheap steals late, I mean, it could end up being last year all over again, and you only get 20, 30 steals at best, and you're looking at a part-time player. But in the 19th round, I probably would have jumped on him probably around the 15th, 16th round. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good players in this 19th round. And I believe what uh, Walker Bueller went here as well. We touched on him last night on Old School Fantasy. Uh, he's a guy that dodges it. I mean, you look at that rotation, and it's a lot of injury risk uh, already uh, surrounding Kershaw, who's been injured. And he's ready, and he should get the opportunity. So he's a guy that, you know. I would like to have on teams. Hey, Gliber Torres is in this round too. That, that, he's out. He don't he have a Tommy John joint, right? It's different for hitters, though. But yeah, does he start the season? Every, everything sounds like it's gone well. Mm-hmm. I think the Yankees will have him uh, somewhere. Where does he play? Second base. Seems like that's what's going to happen here. Hey, I don't see. This is the the, the Jonathan VR thing. See, this is why I don't like people to shoot too far up draft boards. See what I'm saying? Because now, like, he came out of nowhere, shot all the way up the draft board last year, and then this year he's in the 19th round. You got to be very careful with these people that haven't done it consistently. Track record? Yeah, but even at the same time, though, even if VR was only 90% of what he was the year before that, he still would have been worth the third-round pick. Okay. Yeah, you just don't want him to be like so Jake said. You don't you, want him to be a part-time player. That's you know. And so is Aaron Judge jumping too high up draft boards now? For me, I'm not taking Aaron Judge where he's going. He's a top yeah, twenty player, uh, circa around the. He can go anywhere inside the first and a fifteen teamer, outside. But he's pretty much a, a top twenty player. I just don't trust that average. I think you, what you saw exactly. in that first half was the best he'll ever be. He was like, you know, he, he was just lights out. I used to know the power is going to be real, but the second half, him and Joey Gallo were basically the same player. You agree with that too, yep. Jake? Huh? 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that second half. I mean, he could be better than the second half and mm-hmm. maybe maybe get between what he was in the first and the second half, but you know, the second half is definitely the floor and something you have to consider. Cool. I agree with Matt. That, ce- that ceiling in the first half, he's never getting back to. That's going to be tough to repeat that. Now, Jamal Hill is leaving SportsCenter. Nobody? <laughs> I, I mean, in, in all honesty, I didn't watch SportsCenter before she was on, yeah. and I'm not watching yeah. it after. That, that, that doesn't surprise me. So I like SportsCenter. But, like, I like the, that, the, the nighttime one where you just see the highlights. I like that one better. Oh, I mean, Where's look, she going? To the undefeated. Just lateral. Just keeping the, staying, staying with the company, but just be doing more writing for yeah. the undefeated. Or, uh, I never watched the undefeated anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, if, if I want to watch the highlights, what I do is I'll go to the NBA channel, I'll yeah. go to the MLB channel, the NFL channel. I, you know, to me, I, I just think Sports Center, they're just trying to make everything like, you know, everybody trying to have a stick and all that. It's like, yeah. yeah. Gotta do, but we, so is Michael Smith staying? Hey, Michael Smith. Michael Smith, uh, Michael Smith staying. He's the non-controversial one. So. No, I know, but I didn't know if he was going to stay at the. Oh, yeah, I don't think he would. I don't, I, he got. I mean, he he want his job. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, Corey's coming for him. <laughs> I, yo, I'll, I'll be right up on that joint too. All right, fancy friends, the FNTSY Radio for the all-in kid for Wall Street, Matt Matika. We out.